0: Welcome back, guys, to the OBG Med Student Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tanya Wright, and this podcast is designed for medical students that are currently rotating on their ob clerkship. Today, we're going to be covering APCO educational topic number 14 on lactation. If you want to follow along, you can go to www.apco.org students. There you'll find the case and the questions that we'll be tackling with our guests today. There's also more that you can read about this in the 8th edition of the Beckman and Ling textbook, mostly covered in Chapter 11. So without any further ado, let me introduce our guest for today. This is Miss Maureen Shadler. Miss Shadler, welcome to our podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do here?
1: Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I am a lactation consultant in the Women's Health Office, and I help moms manage um, any issues that they may have uh, regarding breastfeeding and also provide breastfeeding education prenatally.
0: So thank you so much for being here. So then, let's get started with the case. This is a case of a 22-year-old prime who comes to the office for an urgent visit four days postpartum. She states that she has not been feeling well, has had a fever at home, and has a tender swollen area on her left breast. She has no problems with her right breast. Her previous medical history is significant for severe depression, for which she is taking lithium prior to pregnancy, but is currently taking sertraline. On examination, she is in no distress, but appears tired. Her temperature is 100.7, with a blood pressure of 130 over 70. On breast examination, she has an erythematous tender four centimeter area on her left breast. Her left nipple is also tender and has some cracks. The right breast is normal she really would like to breastfeed because she has heard it was good for her baby. However, it has been causing her a lot of distress and she feels she has not had adequate milk production. In addition, she is concerned about how it will affect her sleep and how often she will have to do it, especially at night. She would like to resume taking lithium as her symptoms of severe depression are returning. All right, so to begin, after hearing the case, Maureen, what do you think the differential diagnosis is? And what signs
1: and symptoms have led you to think about this? Well, the different differential diagnoses um, include plugged duct, a galactocele, engorgement, mastitis, um, breast abscess. Uh, This patient most likely has mastitis due to the tender mass, the fever, and systemic symptoms. Um, Symptoms of abscess are similar to mastitis, um, but there's also that mass present. A plugged duct should not produce a fever or systemic symptoms if it's unilateral.
0: So if it is that she has mastitis, what do you you typically tell patients
1: about how to treat this condition? So if there is no penicillin allergy, she should be prescribed dicloxacillin or Keflex 500 milligrams four times daily. Um, If they do have a penicillin allergy, clindamycin 300 milligrams orally four times a day would be the recommendation. She should continue to breastfeed from the affected breast. There is nothing wrong with the milk. In fact, um, breastfeeding on that side often is uh, highly recommended um, to empty that breast. She should use a warm compress over her uh, clogged area um, to help loosen that clog. She can use a electric toothbrush to also help Mm. to open that um, duct up a little bit. And she can use um, a cream such as lanolin um, or A&D ointment for the cracked nipple uh, to help that with its healing. And she should also be referred to a lactation consultant to help with latch on that side since she is having, um, you know, some breakdown at, at the nipple. The lactation consultant can help um, assess the latch and just make sure that baby's doing everything uh, correctly and so that mom can heal.
0: All right. With that being said, why should women breastfeed? You know, the World Health Organization, as well as the American Academy of Pediatricians, ACOG, and UNICEF all recommend exclusive breastfeeding for at least six months. What are some of the benefits of breastfeeding?
1: I feel that a lot of um, the, the benefits of breastfeeding for babies are out there already. Um, it's the ones for mom that we don't hear so much, but I'll, I'll talk about the ones for baby first. Um, first, it's improved uh, infant nutrition. Formula companies cannot possibly manufacture the ingredients found in breast milk. Um, the uh, the composition of breastfeeding helps to um, strengthen baby's immune system, so it protects against infection. Um, breastfeeding, you know, the, the colostrum is the baby's first immunization Uh, in babies that breastfeed we see less um, neck uh, RSV ear infections meningitis and I could go on and on Um, but uh, the protection is really important Um, not just for infection but also in the prevention of allergic reactions Uh, as for moms uh, the most important ones that sometimes moms think about are the convenience the decreased cost Um, Moms, families can save about $2,000 a year um, by breastfeeding over formula feeding, Um, and also, you know, moms burn through their pregnancy weight a lot faster um, by breastfeeding. So, um, but some other things when you're looking at their health, um, we see less postpartum bleeding, um, we see fewer urinary tract infections, um, less chance of anemia, we see less postpartum depression, um, which is really important. Uh, breastfeeding produces a naturally so- soothing hormone um, called oxytocin and also prolactin and that promotes stress reduction and positive feelings in the nursing mom. Um, makes travel easier because uh, you don't have to pack anything, you don't have a fear of running out of anything. We see lower risks of um, breast cancer. Uh, almost, It's almost 4% reduction for every year that you breastfeed. So if somebody has a strong history of breast cancer in their family, that's really important information to have. Um, we see lower risks of o- ovarian cancer, um, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, endometriosis, osteoporosis, um, less diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease. Um, oh, wow, so many yeah, benefits. Uh, absolutely.
0: Thank you for sharing that very comprehensive list. Um, You know, sometimes as with this case, the breastfeeding could be a little bit uh, distressing for parents if they don't feel that it's going as well as they would like it to go. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, she was really concerned about inadequate milk production. How would you address this in your clinic?
1: Well, I would explain to mom that breastfeeding is a supply and demand. So, uh, the more she breastfeeds and empties her breasts, the more milk she will make, because empty breasts are what make milk. Um, you know, if you empty them regularly, I would um, tell her that the first milk that she has um, is called colostrum, and that is till she has that for about three to five days. I personally like to call it newborn milk because I think that um, helps moms understand that this is actually the perfect substance for my baby for the first three to five days. Um, and then I would explain that gradually as, you know, baby moves the colostrum that she will um, make more ma- like a mature milk that will change over when baby is ready for that. I would explain that she started making the colostrum around the time that her baby started to move, um, so it's already present there at birth. and um, You know that she should give that to her baby about 8 to 12 times a day that's how often the baby should get to the breast Um, and just so she knows that colostrum um, in one teaspoon that can contain up to three million germ-killing cells Mm -hmm. so it's like i said it's like the baby's first immunization And I would just kind of assess, you know, how often is the baby going to the breast? How long are they nursing? Um, And then I would say, you know, if if you're interested, you know, here's the number of outpatient lactation consultant who can have you come in, assess the latch, do a pre and post feeding weight, just to make sure the baby is taking in an adequate amount. And I would assess her for um, any other concerns that she might have, if she had inverted nipples, if she's ever had um, prior breast surgery or augmentation. Um, And if her nipples were cracked, um, you know, things like that that might, you know, and other medical uh, um, problems, you know, like hypothyroidism or things like that that might affect her supply. So what
0: if she had specific questions about how long she should feed or how long should the baby nurse for? How do you address those?
1: How I explain to mom is that um, these are little humans, and you know we have three main meals in our day. But sometimes, you know, how often do we only eat at those three times? We sometimes have you know snacks in between, or we have a bigger lunch so we're not so hungry at dinner time. Um, it's the same thing with baby, just way more often in those early weeks. So I would say put the baby to the breast, and you know try to keep them awake to make sure that they're getting a good feeding. Um, you know, but minute-wise, we kind of just you know. Kind of follow follow the baby in the beginning. They're so super sleepy, Um, so I say you know use use some effort to keep them awake at the breast. But um, you just kind of watch the baby, feel your breast to see um, you know are they getting softer with the feedings. Um, You know when you take the baby off, try to burp them and offer the second side. Um, I like to say that babies usually will eat longer on the first side. We don't want to limit you know the time that they're there most of the time they'll take like thanksgiving dinner on that side (laughs) and then you offer the second side and that's dessert so you know on thanksgiving day sometimes you want it and sometimes you don't (laughs) that makes perfect sense
0: Maureen, before we wrap up and move on to a few of the last questions, I just kind of wanted to take a step back and review a little bit of just some basic anatomy and some of the physical changes that happen with the breasts and breastfeeding. Um, I have reviewed most of the breast architecture in my podcast on uh, breast disorders, but what are some of the physical changes that we would expect related to the pregnancy?
1: Sure. Um, During pregnancy, there's some hormonal changes going on that cause the areolas to darken, Um, And that happens so babies can actually see the breast um, a little bit better after delivery. Uh, Breasts will increase in size, um, maybe up to 25 to 50%. um, And the nipples will also increase in size.
0: And then what happens at the time of delivery that would actually lead to a stimulation of milk
1: production? So when the baby um, and the placenta are delivered, the... um, the levels of estrogen and progesterone will fall, and the uh, prolactin and oxytocin um, production will increase. The prolactin is responsible for um, for milk production, and it spikes when suckling. And when it's kept high, that's when the message gets to mom's body to continue to make milk. Um, the oxytocin um, is high, and that is what stimulates the myoepithelial cells to squeeze the milk out of the ducts.
0: So finally Maureen, what would you tell this patient about the safety of using lithium while breastfeeding?
1: I would tell her that uh, lithium is possibly unsafe to use while breastfeeding because of the high rate of transfer into the breast milk and lack of available safety data in nursing infants. It is considered an L4, which is possibly hazardous. Um, I would recommend that she continue her current therapy um, and contact her psychiatrist or therapist uh, to discuss how she's doing and what her options are. Um, All medication safety categories should be reviewed with an up-to-date reference. Uh, I recommend Thomas Hale's um, Medications and Mother's Milk, uh, which is available um, online, and also the LactMed app, which is available in the App Store. Uh, it is very important to address her depression and assess her for any suicidal ideation at this time. Um, the risks and benefits of this medication um, versus breastfeeding, you know with, with her depression issues need to be carefully dis- discussed with this patient um, by her provider.
0: Maureen, thank you so much for reviewing a topic that we oftentimes don't think about as being within our scope of practice. Um, This is something that the students will encounter as they're rounding our patients in the postpartum period. So we thank you again for coming in today to talk us through this, and we hope to have
1: you back again. Great. Thank you so much for having me.